0: Hi I'm Sarah Ellis and I'm Helen Tupper and you're listening to the Squiggly Careers podcast where every week we talk about the ins and outs of work and share insights and ideas for action to help you with your development and to navigate your ever so squiggly career. For every episode we do you can now download something called a pod sheet and what these pod sheets do is summarize the episode and also they have loads of links to things that you can read watch and listen to on the topic. So we really hope that that means that you can just enjoy listening to these, be very kind of present in your listening without having to worry about scribbling things down if you're out for a walk or I know some people even go out for a run. I don't know how people run and listen to us at the same time. So if you do that, that's very impressive multitasking. You can also always join us live on Podplus and that's every Thursday at nine o'clock for 30 minutes. It's a Zoom workshop session, you don't need to have listened to the podcast before to join us and really it's our way of approaching the topic not necessarily in an audio way but in a visual way so we draw different tools, we sometimes build on ideas, sometimes we even introduce new things that have been perhaps more difficult to talk about on the podcast to bring to life when we're just sort of chatting to each other. Everything is free and you can get all the information at amazingif.com or in the notes for this episode. And today, we are going to be talking
2: about Squiggly Career Summer School, which is a concept we kicked off last year, actually. So we had a, over the summer last year, we had a group of people who all came together for a month-long programme, like a series of workshops. And this year, we someone asked us, they were like, are oh, you doing summer school again? And we hadn't actually planned it. And I was like, oh, will we? Or, and I think basically <laughs> just not been very
0: organised. They were like,
2: should we do that? But I think we also quite like doing things differently and also making things as open as possible. So we put it out on Instagram and in July we did it every week in Instagram and we thought well what we'll do is take some of the things that we talked about and turn it into this podcast episode which is going live in August. You don't just have to listen to it in August but the plan for this episode is to share with you lots of short, impactful actionable things that you can do to invest in your career and we're going to base it all around the skills that we focus on in our book so strengths and that's all about the things that you want to be known for values the things that make you you Confidence, that's really about, you know, building belief in yourself and having other people believe in you too. Networking, which we call people helping people and your future possibilities, kind of how you can explore the different directions you want to develop your career in. So that's the five sort of areas we're going to cover. And Sarah and I are going to talk through each one of those areas and share with you almost like a squiggly career checklist. If you want to do some quick things to invest in yourself, your career and your development, this is the episode that is full of all of those quick actionable takeaways. It's not as philosophical
0: as maybe some <laughs> of our other episodes might be, like the recent one on ego. I tried my best, everyone, to make it more philosophical, <laughs> but Helen's really kind of brought me back to this. Uh, I'm like, make no. it short, sweet <laughs>
2: quick, short, sweet action. That's what this episode is all about. And if you want to go further, if you're like, I've done all those actions and I want to do some more, our book would be the next step for something to spend some time with and might be a good summer read for you. People do share us pictures reading our book in the sun by a beach. It's not my go to beach read, but I'd love it <laughs> if it was some other people's go to beach read. So
0: that, again, we'll Imagine a if you were reading your own book on the beach. I think, <laughs> I think that's where you know you've crossed a line. Like yes. if, 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 Whose book is that? arm oh, to reading my own it's book. It's mine. <laughs> I love it.
2: Oh dear. I was saying recently on Instagram that when I went to get my second COVID jab, I was wearing this really squiggly necklace. And I had three conversations in the queue for my jab about, well, that's an interesting necklace. And I was like, yes, let me tell you about my interesting book.
0: <laughs> the ultimate sales person, eh? The ultimate,
2: but maybe not on the beach. But if you are on a beach and you would like to invest in your career and development, the squiggly career, you can get it in all bookshops. We'll put a link as well in the show notes so you can find that. And if you do buy it and you like it, please do leave us a review because it does help us to reach more people and help more people with their career
0: cool let's get started so I feel like it's like pens at the ready because uh, <laughs> we've got this checklist we've all got to work through and we will summarize the checklist for you in the pod sheet so probably a particularly useful pod sheet to download this week so number one we're going to start with strengths and this is all about making sure that once you know what your strengths are that they show up and stand out really consistently we know that when you use your strengths, it has so many advantages. Firstly, you'll enjoy and have more energy in the work that you do. The more you use your strengths, the stronger they will get. So we don't want our strengths to stand still. Our squiggles don't stand still. And we don't want to kind of keep our strengths. We don't want our strengths to stall. We want them to keep, to keep growing. And it's also a win for everyone around us. Because when we share our strengths with other people, they benefit. They can learn from us. They also get better at those things. And it's kind of how how teams, I suppose, win together. So three actions for you to do on your strengths. First one, ask for a recommendation on LinkedIn. I always feel like this is one of the most underused areas of LinkedIn. And I think it can be really powerful, especially because we know that it's your weak ties. So those people you don't know as well, but perhaps know of you or perhaps you've known before in jobs you've done in the past those people are really important in terms of spotting new opportunities for you new possibilities that you can't see for yourself and I feel like LinkedIn is often a way that that can happen and if you've got recommendations that do a good job of sharing your strengths on your behalf I think that's really powerful partly because sometimes it's easier for other people to share our strengths and shout about our strengths and it is for us to do it ourselves that can often feel more comfortable. And I think just peer to peer recommendations always feel really powerful. So you can do this in one of two ways. You can either just go to somebody on LinkedIn, you know, who you're already very well connected with, or you've worked with in the past and just say, I'm just trying to get some recommendations on my LinkedIn profile. If you have a spare five minutes, can I have one please? And yeah, most people will hopefully say yes to that or you could even kind of frame your request, particularly around your strengths. So you could say, Hi, Rachel, I'm sorting out my LinkedIn profile, been on my to do list for a while. I really want to make sure my strengths of problem solving and visual thinking are a bit more obvious on my profile. Wondered if you could give me a recommendation about those areas where we've worked together. So you can kind of, I suppose, help people to make sure that you are building your reputation for those things that you want to be known for those things you'd like to do more of the things you want people to say about you when you're not in the room so have you got any recommendations yes or no and then if you have do they do a good job of making sure that your strengths are kind of shining and putting a spotlight on your strengths I actually did this last week had a look and I think one of my strengths about kind of ideas developing stuff from scratch and kind of being thinking creatively really kind of stands out you're welcome to have a look and see if you agree (laughs) and then actually I think perhaps some of my other strengths don't as much because perhaps I've not I need to ask maybe a wider range of people some people who've seen me in different contexts maybe some of the clients that we now work with so I've got one of those and you'll see my most recent one is one of our clients at Amazing If and that's where I think I need to build my profile a bit more. So just have a think. Do your strengths stand out on your LinkedIn profile, particularly your recommendations? Second, get some strengths-based feedback. So think about when was the last time you asked for or received some strengths-based feedback? Often, it's not particularly frequent. It's something that we're not brilliant at kind of creating a habit around. So perhaps just think about this week, who are three people that I could go and ask for some strengths-based feedback? And that might sound something like, Claire, we've been working together on this project for a while now. I'd love to know, when do you see me at my best? So you go for an at my best strengths-based feedback question. Or you could be even more specific and you could ask somebody for kind of one bit of feedback. So you could say you know, what's the one thing you think I do really well? Or where do you think I'm most helpful? Or where do you think I add the most value? So you're also making that easier, I think, for people to give you that feedback. If you ask for one thing, you're being very specific, you're saying, I just want one thing. And I want you to tell me where I'm most useful, or most helpful. And that's such good quality feedback, because then you can start to see whether are those strengths that you want to stand out? Is that the experience that people are having? when they work with you or is there a bit of a gap that you might like to fill we sometimes describe this as a difference between intent and impact and you want those things to be consistent when it comes to your strengths you want to know what strengths do you want to be known for which is your intent and then you need to know is that what people are experiencing when they're working with you and that's the impact that you're having so start asking some of those strengths-based questions and maybe just set yourself a goal and think this week I'm going to ask three different people maybe A manager, maybe somebody in a different team, maybe a peer, maybe somebody who works for you. You know, we can get feedback from all directions and just ask them all exactly the same question. Make it really easy to respond. And it doesn't need to be. It can be a couple of sentences can be really insightful. And then the third idea for action on strengths is about stretching your strengths. So I mentioned at the start, we talked about you don't want your strengths to stand still. You want them to grow as you grow. And so think about in the next month, so in the next four weeks, how could you stretch your strengths? And you might do that by using your strengths in a new way. So perhaps thinking about within your team is an opportunity for you to use your strengths in a new way. Could you talk to your manager about an opportunity to deputize for them on a particular project At the moment, if you are listening to the start of August, the likelihood is people are going on holidays and everyone sort of needs to help each other and cover for each other. You could be really intentional about thinking, oh, well, I know Helen's off on holiday for these two weeks. I'd really like to give this a go. And actually then being proactive and thinking that's a new way of stretching your strengths because you'll use them in a new situation or a new context. Or it could be something much more about your own learning and thinking about curating your own curriculum around your strengths. So is there a course that you could watch on Skillshare, that's like three lots of 10 minutes. And you just think, for the next four weeks, I'm just going to do 10 minutes a week on something like Skillshare, or LinkedIn learning, to just develop this strength by actually learning from other people. And often those courses also have communities of people who are learning the same thing as you. So you can choose to do that very much kind of on demand and in your own time, or you could choose to do it as part of a community.
2: So on to values, this is our suggestion is to spend some time creating either a vision, a mission or a manifesto. And let me talk about those briefly, why they're different and kind of, they all kind of help you do the same thing, which is just to get a bit of an insight into what matters most to you, but a slightly different tool to do it. So the vision is visual so this is about you collecting a series of images that help you to bring to life how you want work to feel and I think that whether you start with the visual thing which is the vision or a manifesto which is more like a statement of intent about your kind of career and life that you want to lead or a manifesto which is more like a couple of words or bullet points really it's almost like the most succinct version of it all of these things are to help you get a sense for how you want work to feel and it doesn't have to be how it is right now you don't really have to analyze it that much this is almost like if I took off the constraints and I cleared my mind how do I want work to look like feel like for me and don't judge yourself at what images or words or statements that you write down. Just start from scratch and from a blank slate and see what this kind of says to you. So I tend to do this with visuals because I've always got magazines hanging around my house and I just sort of rip out pictures that I was going to say call cool to me, but that sounds very like very dramatic. I just pictures that make me happy. That's what it is. I look at pictures and I'm like, oh, I love that. I lo- Normally it's like smiley people or they're doing exciting things or there's just something in it that I think I want work and life to be like that. And so I find it easier to find lots of pictures probably because I have them hanging around my house and I just like collect them for a week or two and put them into like a plastic wallet. Maybe if you're, I don't know, if you're having a bit of holiday time and you like magazines, maybe you're buying yourself a few more over the summer and you could do that too. But you could just do it, like I think if you scroll social media, if you scroll Instagram or you scroll Pinterest, those are things that you can screenshot as well. You don't have to go retro ripping things out of magazines like me. You can do it on digitally as well. But just collect those images somewhere. And similarly, if you are more of a kind of a wordsy kind of person, whether it's quotes or words, but just collect those statements or words that speak to you in some way. And what you're trying to do is just to pull it into something that makes sense. So all those different images, pull them into a collage, all those different words, pull them into, you know, maybe a few bullet points that feel meaningful to you. That's really all you've got to do to begin with, is just pull that stuff together. And this is so that it can almost give you a bit of a guide to your growth, because what we're looking for you to do is to make decisions and to go forward with actions that feel more like that stuff. And it doesn't have to be a massive plan or any detailed decisions. You're just thinking, are the things that I'm doing are the things that I'm choosing to my invest my time in helping me to feel more like that? Or does it align with these words and statements that I've written down? That's kind of your first reflection point. But I think the really good thing to do would be once you've once you've got that together into something that feels meaningful for you, just think about over the next month, maybe over the next two months, what is one thing that you could do differently to feel more like that or to align more with those words. So, you know, I tend to always have pictures of like smiley people and balloons, which combine to mean energy and freedom to me. And so I might think, oh, what could I do over the next month to spend some more time with smiley people? I'm genuinely doing some of the things that help me to do that because I've missed it and I feel like I've got more of an opportunity to do it now so that's the sort of thing that I'm doing off the back of that exercise but just it's fun it's fun it's, there are lots of very detailed values reflection activities that you can do and lots of different things that you can read but this should just feel fun and it should end up with you creating something that feels like the future that you want to work as well
1: even on a budget quality is non-negotiable
2: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: So, our third area is all about confidence and things that you can do to build your self belief. Given the 18 months now that I think most of us listening have had, we are all so much more resilient and adaptable than I think we ever imagined that we could be, but we rarely take the chance to just pause for thought, kind of press pause just for a moment to think about what are we proud of. Given it's the summer, or certainly we're recording this ready for the start of August, maybe have a go at creating your own pride postcard. You don't have to send it to yourself, because that might be a bit weird to put it in a post box to come back to you, though you you definitely could if you'd like to. But this is actually an exercise that we've designed for our next book. So I thought we would put it in today's episode. And this idea really is thinking about summarising your reflections on what are you proud of so far this year. And what you could do is you might draw the front of that postcard. So what would that look like? Maybe it's something to do with, your team working together maybe it's something hard that you've made happen maybe it's about how you've been able to combine things outside of work with things in work maybe you've been really great at getting a bit fitter or starting a new hobby whatever it might be and then just write a couple of sentences that kind of sum up your pride postcard so like this year I'm really proud that dot 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 what does that sound like for you The reason this builds your self-belief is it reminds you of all the things that are going well in every aspect of your life, not just in work. Those things that you've worked hard to make happen that feel really personal to you. And by writing this down, we know it helps your brain to process those proud moments in a different way. It sort of forces you to do that press pause because you're not just sort of thinking about it and moving on quite quickly. You are having to put it into words So perhaps have a go at doing that and or have a go at doing one week of very small successes. So you might have heard us talk about this before. This is one of my favorite exercises to do, particularly actually when I'm struggling with my self-belief. I come back to this exercise every time I'm having a tough day or a tough week or even a tough month. But I think this can work at any point during your year. And the idea here is at the end of every day, write down one or you could even challenge yourself to say write down two or three very small successes you've had that day. Again, it can be from any part of your life. So it could be that you've taken 10 minutes to go for a walk at lunchtime. It could be that you've listened to a new podcast. It might be that you've finished a presentation that you've been procrastinating over. Whatever those very small successes are for you. The important thing is that you follow what we call the three R's. That you recognize those very small successes, that you record them, and then you reflect on them. And that record, again, talking about writing things down, is really important. You can record them in the notes section of your phone. You can put them in your notebook. You can type them into a Word document if you'd like. Wherever you want to put them is fine, but put them in the same place because that way it encourages us to reflect every day on the positive progress that we're making. It's those small little rewards that just give us that momentum that sometimes we need to then... Keep going. I sometimes call it like success snowball effect. You know, sort of once you start to see your successes, A, you notice them easier. They're more top of mind, they're more front of mind for you. Sometimes when we ask this question in workshops, you know, share one very small success from the last week. So not even from today. People find it really, really hard to get started because I think not because they've not had successes, because they've all had loads of them, but because it's not front of mind we're so busy on our to-do lists and our tasks, this is stored away somewhere. So we have to create this moment and this way of kind of making them be a priority, something that we continually think about. And then I think once you start to do this, the noticing gets so much easier. And then you often start to realize you have way more than one very small success every day. So it just gives us that boost in optimism. So our kind of mindset and a boost in terms of our skill set that we are doing good stuff every day, even when things feel really hard. So I love that exercise. So whether you are feeling like you're flying, or whether it feels like you're having kind of a bit of a tough time, either way, I think this exercise could be really powerful
2: now I don't think we probably need more ideas for action in this podcast but I've got another one inspired by what you just said there and I was squeezing it in into the building your self-belief this is a how you can pre-build your belief sparked by something that you said about the letter to yourself what you could do this summer is set yourself up with some messages to your future self so if you know what you've got coming up over the next couple of months you might want to send yourself a few words of encouragement and if you don't fancy doing that on a pride postcard literally through the post there is an app called memories.co.uk so go there you can get it for apple or android and you can send yourself either a text message or an email like encouraging you or reminding you about something to encourage yourself and no one else has to see that stuff but you know maybe it might just make you feel really good about what you're achieving and doing so maybe try that out as well So our fourth area is really all around your network, which we call people helping people. And the idea here is for you to use this time to grow your giving. Givers get more back. So when you start to think about, well, how can I invest in my network and how can I have meaningful relationships at work? And your starting point is what can I give to other people and how can I help other people? Not only is that a great starting point for investing in a relationship, it actually results in you getting more back over the long run too. So givers get more and what we want you to do is to grow your giving. One of the ways that you can do this is to think about three people that you can help either with their day-to-day work, so maybe to increase their impact or maybe just make their life a bit easier Or if it's not their day-to-day work, maybe it's about their development. And we really like the idea of the five-minute favour, i.e. kind of like a quick, meaningful thing that you can do. This doesn't have to be a really long, intensive commitment of your time. In fact, if you can find five-minute favours to help people, even better, because then maybe you can help more than three people. But some examples of what this could look like are maybe you're the person who gives strength based feedback to somebody without them even asking for it so when Sarah talked about strengths at the start maybe you can go to somebody and say do you know what I really saw you at your best last week while you're in that presentation and you answered everyone's questions really thoughtfully and you made sure that everyone was felt included I thought it was brilliant that would be a five minute favor and a really meaningful way of giving someone feedback Maybe you could offer to mentor somebody. You recognize maybe they've just joined the organization and they've joined remotely and you've been there a while. Maybe you could offer to kind of be their new join buddy to help them on board into the business. You could be a connector. That's quite a quick five minute favor, actually, where you might spot somebody has maybe something they're working on and you know somebody else who's done something similar and you could connect them and introduce them. You could do that over email or something like LinkedIn. Or maybe you could be a sponsor or an advocate for someone's work. So that would be where you proactively promote the work that someone is doing because you want other people to know about it or benefit from it. And that could be, again, in conversation with some of your colleagues at work. It could be on social media. Like you might say, oh, I've read this book and I thought it was brilliant and I want other people to know about it. Or read this article that someone's written and I think it would really help you all if you read it too. That sort of thing. It doesn't have to take a long time, but these things make a really positive difference to people and they also keep you in their mind. The last thing that you could do is offer maybe your time or skills in support of something that someone's trying to achieve. So let's say someone's trying to get a project off the ground or maybe it's something outside of work and you say, oh, I've built a website before, maybe I could help you with that or really think what you're doing is great, if I can offer you a couple of hours a week over the next month to help you, I'd love to do that. That's the sort of things that we're talking about.
0: And then the last of the five skills, which you might be listening thinking my list is already way too long, (laughs) but um, you know, pick and choose the ones that feel most useful for you, is all about exploring your future possibilities. So when we talk about this idea of future possibilities, This is not about having a five-year plan. This is not about applying for your next job right here, right now. Though, of course, that might be something you're thinking about. But really what we're talking about here is how do you get really curious and continually explore the different options, the different possibilities that might be interesting for you in your career, knowing that we're all going to be working for a long time. We're going to have four or five different types of career our squiggles are going to go in all sorts of different directions that we probably can't predict right now. So we sort of want to take control of that. We want to feel like we're kind of being an active part of that, I think, certainly if you're like me, and I'm someone who, despite obviously talking a lot about squiggly careers, I'm still someone who absolutely loves to plan. And I really like to think things through and I'm very future orientated. But I've definitely recognised that you've got to let go of this idea of thinking, oh, I can have a five year plan that's all about steps and certain things happening at certain points progression only meaning promotion all of those kind of that ladder like language that many of us have got really used to in our careers and we've got to replace that with this idea of thinking much more about exploring and curiosity and possibilities so Helen and I are both can share one idea here, which I suspect particularly sums up the differences in our personality <laughs> with the two different actions that we've both chosen. So mine is about thinking ahead to the future, having just said that I was very future orientated, and asking yourself a coach yourself question. So this is about a reflection for you. And thinking about, as you listen to this here today, depending on when you are listening, but hopefully this will still feel relevant, ask yourself a coach yourself question along the lines of, What one thing do you want to be true about your work by January 2022? This could be a continuation of something that's already happening. So you kind of go, I'm really proud that I've got to this point and I want to keep that momentum going. Perhaps it's incremental change. So something quite small that you'd like to change, but perhaps hasn't quite happened yet. Or perhaps it's something bigger, a bit more of a significant change that you want to make some progress on. But I would really encourage you to do the one thing. So when I ask other people this question in coaching sessions, the temptation here, I think, is to start with one thing and add and add and add and add. Because of course, there'll be more than one thing that you would like to make happen between now and January 2022, which is, let's say, five months or so away. And of course, you will achieve more than one thing during that period of time. I think what we're really trying to encourage you to do with this coach yourself question is to prioritise And to focus in terms of kind of what's the most important thing for you that you really want to make happen. Because then I think when we have that clarity of thinking, we can then work out what's the so what. If that's the one thing that you want to be true, well, are you building the right connections? Are you doing the right learning? Are you prioritizing the right things? And by doing the one thing, I think it forces you to kind of think about some of those trade-offs and to ask yourself sometimes some hard additional questions, probably about how you're spending your time. Usually it ends up kind of thinking, I often think a bit about your time, what you're saying yes to, what you're saying no to. So it's a coach yourself question that will inevitably lead to more questions if you're like me and you just keep thinking and keep (laughs) thinking. But what I hope is it also gets you to doing, not only to self-awareness, but it also gets you to action. Because that awareness of the thing that you want to be true should then prompt you to action of going, Well, how can you take control of making that one thing happen?
2: And so what Sarah's then shared there is sort of like a thing that you will do on your own, like that reflection and what could I do differently? That's a kind of you on your own, maybe with a notebook and pen, if you're so inclined to think in that way. Mine is about you with somebody else. And this idea is all about you having a curious career conversation with somebody whose role you're intrigued by. So over the next couple of weeks, maybe people have a little bit more space in their diary because, you know, people are going on holiday and it's hopefully people might be taking a little bit of a breather over the summer. I appreciate that's not the same in every industry and organisation. But maybe you can spot one of those people that might have a bit more time. Over the next few weeks, whose role you might find really interesting and you're intrigued by. It doesn't have to be a role that you want to do, it's just a role that you're just interested to find out a little bit more about. And get in touch with that person. It might be reconnecting, it might be connecting for the first time, but just to find out a little bit more about what they do. You can say, I'm thinking about my career, I'm trying to understand a little bit more about other people's careers, what they do, the skills that they need. And I'd love to talk to you if you could spare half an hour with me. That's kind of your intro to getting a curious career conversation going. And then when you're in the conversation, if you have a moment of panic and think, What do I talk about now, Helen and Sarah? Give me some thoughts about what I should talk about in this Curious Career Conversation. Three things that are useful to explore in a Curious Career Conversation. The first thing, which is quite an easy opener, is some idea of a day in their life. People often quite like talking about their careers and their work. So this feels like quite an easy thing for them to respond to. And I always think the interesting thing is challenging your own assumptions about what you think a certain job is or where a certain place is in your mind, what it might be like to work there, what the reality is like. So I might say to Sarah, ah, oh, Sarah, so you you work in your own business, amazing if, I'm sure you're doing quite a few different things. I'd love to know what an average sort of day in the life for you might be. And Sarah might laugh and say, well, there's absolutely no average day in the life because I do a bit of everything and it's all very different. And I might say, oh, that's, you know, might just start us off down different conversation about oh well what are those different things and what do you really like doing and how did you learn about those things so with curious questions you can go down lots of unpredictable routes in a conversation which is sort of why they're so fun I think two other areas that you can explore in a curious career conversation the second might be getting some kind of sense of fit for you So maybe this is an area that you are intrigued by because it's something that you might want to explore further in the future. And what you really want to understand, if that's the case, is whether this is a good fit for your strengths and your values. So the things you want to be known for and the things that make you you. And so what you might want to do there is have some really open questions that are connected to those things for you so for example I mentioned earlier two of my values are freedom and energy so if I was having a curious career conversation with Sarah and I didn't know and work with her I might say oh Sarah can you tell me what the energy is like working for Amazing If for you or I might say how much freedom do you find you have in being a co-founder of a company? And that would give me some insight in her responses as to whether this could be a good fit for me in the future. Because what we want you to do is to have possibilities that you're exploring that have a high level of fit for your strengths and your values. Because they're basically more likely to make you happy and more likely to be a place and a role where you can be at your best. And the third area that you might want to explore is all around your future development. So if this was something that you did want to keep exploring and keep staying curious about, you might want to understand whether there are any expertise or experiences that you could get now that would make this possibility more of a probability for you in the future so i might say to sarah are there any skills that you have found particularly useful for the role that you do today that you would recommend that i started to invest in now so that this could be something that i could pursue in the future and Sarah might say, yeah, relationship building's really good or actually having a network of people who do a role like this has been really important for my support system or you know, whatever she would say. But they become things that I could proactively invest in so that when I do make moves into this area in the future, I've already got that network or those skills or that expertise to help me transition.
0: And one thing just to build on Helen's curious career conversation, because we got asked this in our Instagram live when we were running the Squiggly Career Summer School. And I thought it was a really good question is this can feel quite intimidating. So to approach someone for these kinds of conversations, particularly perhaps if you're not more extroverted, it can feel like a really big ask. And perhaps it's an insurmountable ask. You're just listening and you're thinking, I would just never do that. or I would just find that really difficult. I think another way of approaching this where you get to some of the same insights is to think about, well, what curious career communities could you join rather than maybe one to one conversations? So are there networks? And by network, I mean it could be four people or it could be 400. But are there places that you could go and prioritize spending some time that are communities that are around a future that you're interested in? So, you know, if you were interested in a certain type of journalism, or if you were interested in moving into food retail, whatever it might be, or you were interested in moving into the charity sector, as soon as you spend a bit of time doing some searching and some Googling, there is very few areas, I think, where you can't find an open community that you could become part of. And it might feel a bit more passive initially, but I think then as you learn more about that community, you can often spot those opportunities to be really curious about what does it feel like to be kind of living and breathing that world. And that can be a way of sort of inching closer to understanding that possibility. Whereas I do think a curious career conversation, you will get deeper insights quicker. So if you can do that, I think that's always where I would start. And if you can ask someone for an introduction that often makes things easier to kind of get started. But if you're feeling like that feels maybe just too big a leap because it's so far from where you are today or just hard for you personally, maybe have a look at Curious Career Communities as well as Conversations.
2: And if you would like one more thing to help you with your development and you can find your way through, we're laughing because it's like, if you want one more thing and another thing, in addition to our 200 plus episodes of the podcast that you can listen to on the beach, we created the Squiggly Career Knowledge Navigator. And it starts off with a question, like, how are you feeling at work right now? And there's a few different options for that. And then it leads you through to a different set of resources that we have created and shared to help you so whether it's an article we've written or a toolkit we've created or a podcast episode we think might help you it's a bit of a shortcut for your career knowledge and so what we will do is we will link to that on amazingif.com with this podcast episode post and I'll also put that again in the resources that are linked on the show notes for this episode so hopefully you can find it if you can't find anything we've mentioned you can always email us that's sometimes the easiest route we're just Helen and Sarah at squigglycareers.com and we'll always send you The links that way too.
0: We'd also love your feedback. So one of our values at Amazing If is useful, which might not sound very glamorous, but it's very important to us that we're creating useful career content for you. So if there are topics that we've not covered, if there are things that we could create that you would find really helpful, always please get in touch with us. Either email us or DM us on Instagram, because lots of the ideas and things that we do end up doing, even if we don't do them right that moment often do come from our listeners so please always let us know what you need because that's what we're here to do that's how we kind of fulfill our purpose of making careers better for everyone so we love to hear from you and we always do our best to help
2: thank you so much for listening today and we will both be back very soon bye everyone bye everyone